views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, everybody. I bet you thought we were not going to be on today. Did you think that because we were a few minutes late? That's me. I'm trying to push all the right buttons here. You know, technology is an amazing thing, and it's kind of like our little recipe. And so you just got to figure out, like, wait a minute, is there a reason that you put the baking soda in the cake? Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm not a baker. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show. And about seven years ago, we created Transformation Talk Radio. I'm here with my sidekick, Mr. Benny. Today, uh, shout out to WBOQ and Chris and the guys out there. A big hello to all of you fabulous fabulous seminar going on in Rhode Island this upcoming weekend it's amazing actually um and uh yeah love it westerly right on the water Seattle on the water all of you wherever you are the spirituality of age a seeker's guide to growing older by Dr. Robert Weber and Dr. Carol Orsborne and here's what what does this even mean the spirituality of age And so this is really very, very cool. Because when we kind of step out in life, we kind of look at ourselves and we think, well, you know, I got my best years are over here, my other years are over here, and I'm not quite sure what to do with the rest of them. Well, there's something new and different happening. And what's new and different about what's happening is this idea that many of us get to reinvent ourselves. We get to look at our lives. You know, we look beyond what used to be called midlife. You know, it's a whole different way of approaching the best part of who we can be and how we can contribute. That's what I, you know, for many of you, that's what I'm I'm trying to say here. You know, this is really a conversation today and a fabulous book that they've put together, The Spirituality of Age. You know, A Seeker's Guide to Growing Older. You know... I had an Italian background and, you know, growing up, it was always a conversation about the wine. You know, it was always a conversation about, you know, how things age and what it takes for something to age and what happens when it does age. And I remember my my grandfather and my grandmother always talking about, you know, the age of cheese, for example. And I remember the conversations about what that means and and what the process was and what the importance was. And, you know, today in the world that we live in is fast-paced pop culture that would have you believe that if you're not a size 2 and you're not 20 years old, you have nothing to offer in life. But we now know and have always known that there is something different. And so we're thrilled to have Dr. Carol Orsborn joining us here today, as well as Dr. Robert Weber. They are the author of the book, The Spirituality of Age, and of course, they're much more. Uh, so today, we're going to talk with them, and we're going to talk with what this means to even have a level of degree of awareness of the spirituality of age. Uh, welcome to you both. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I want to just talk for a minute about both of you. And, you you know, I didn't do a, a very in-depth introduction of who you are, all your credentials and everything, you know, that you've done in life. Because I'm really interested in how each of you uh, has gotten to this part of your journey where you've come to this place to realize that this is even an important conversation to have in the world today. You know, what part of what you do today 
did you learn along the way? And what are some of the lessons each of you learned to bring the spirituality of age to the forefront? Who'd like to go first? Dr. Carroll? Sure. And that's a big question. So I'd, I'd like to start it with just how Bob and I met, because we were at the American Society of Aging in uh, 2011, if I have that correct. And Bob had just presented on um, contemplating, which was a, a combination of con- contemplative living and aging. And I had presented on adult development. And we met in a stairwell and realized that we were both teaching and thinking about things that were very against the mainstream, not only of, of general society, but um, of even the American Society of Aging. And, and what, what did you come to around that? Well, what, well I'm so, go ahead, Bob. Well, what we, we, we wound up talking, and we discovered that we both had a lot of questions. We were grappling with our own aging. I'm a first-year baby boomer, so born in 1946. Yeah. Carol's not far behind. And, uh, you know, we were aware here in this context of the American Society of Nation that we were getting older. And uh, I had already been pursuing this course of thinking about aging and how to integrate several dimensions of my own personal professional life, aging and mental health. I'm a clinical psychologist and spirituality. And we discovered that we had many of the same questions. And Carol said to me at the end of our conversation, on the stairwell, you said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm on the spot there, Carol. There we go. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> well, I, let's keep I, I talking. Guess, let's I keep a, talking. I, I, had a, I had a big question, which was, I think, a lot of things that I'm sure a lot of your listeners are grappling with, which was, you know, I'm at the peak of my career, my abilities, my life. Do I owe it? to society to keep on doing what, between you and me, I'm a little bit tired of doing, or do I have the right to pull back and develop my my inner life, my spiritual life? Mm-hmm. And I expected Bob to have the answer, and instead he looked at me and he said, um, me too. So <laughs> we were off and running, realizing that, you know, we, we're the kind of people that like to uh, challenge the the norms and of course we're all challenging the norm of aging as being a time of of depression and withdrawing and and decline we i'm sure we're all on that same page but i think where bob and i in this book really differ from the mainstream and it may surprise you and some of your listeners is that we also depart from what is called in gerontological circles activity theory you know the idea that we need to be running around and and continuing to improve ourselves and fulfilling our potential. Um, so, you know, Bob and I were really, we're both having an urge to just sort of like take a step back and not call it withdrawal or depression, but rather call it development of our own spiritual lives without judgment that we were doing something that was somehow not successfully aging. Yeah. I mean, I love what we're talking about here. And as a matter of fact, we're going to skip this first break because it's a big conversation. You know, for many of us uh, that, you know, have kind of hobbled along asking this question, really, and you ask it uh, in the book right in the beginning. It's like, how shall I live? And, you know, what I talk about a lot, maybe both of you can comment on this, is that sometimes, regardless of how old we are, regardless of, you know, what, what our health has looked like in the past, you know, we, we happen to stumble upon something that we love to do. And we stumble upon it, and, and for a minute, we think, ah, this is like coming home. Then the next minute, it's like, oh my goodness, really? You're going to do that? You're not going to do this other thing that the million, gazillion other people are doing to earn a living. And we enter into a moment of doubt. Now, I want to say this, and then I'd like to ask both of you. For me, my room to breathe was not because I had the wherewithal and what you talk about in this amazing book. It's because I got really, really sick in that moment of doubt. And so for me, I happened to get stuck doing something I loved. Now, <laughs> a gift. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, I mean, what a gift. But not everybody's so lucky about that, right? Right. The, I, I think it's 
we, we get stuck in what we do, but I think what Carol alluded to earlier about the inner life, I think that's what we're pushing toward. It's, it's, uh, we spend a lot of time doing you know, the things we do well. We try to acquire the things that we find value in. We, we love it when people say, hey, you know, that Dr. Pat is great, or Carol or Bob are great people. And yet sometimes that's just not enough. And I think what we need to do is really become more human beings. We, we spend our lives being human doings. Yeah. And, and somehow the blend. I, I, I think you know from having read a little bit that I was a Jesuit. And yep. one of the things about being a Jesuit is that you try to discover the spiritual in all things, to discover God in all things, including aging. And I think that is what we are trying to do. But in the process, you not only discover God, but you discover who you really are and who, what you really want to be and do as a result. And yeah. that's a big part of what we're trying to encourage here in the book. You know, it's really interesting. I was reading about you, Bob, of course, uh, both of you, actually, and there was something that I wrote down as I was reading the book. Um, and I started to read this. I started to cry. You know, and I think it, you were thanking your dad, uh, especially for, you know, seeding gifts of gratitude forgiveness, Right. Um, and, and you said something like tears in my young heart and the, sp- and the spirit of perpetual, something like perpetual childlikeness. And I read this and then you went on to, to talk about your mom and, you know, and, and then the book is so grounded in what you say about those beginnings and Carol, you as well, you know. To say thank you for people who give you life, heart, and word, words, wings. And this is really the kind of way you start this book as co-authors of this book in a deep, bedded energy of gratitude. Now, here's my question, because we are talking about the spirituality of aging, which is almost like an, uh, an oxymoron for people. You know, the whole idea of, wait a minute, spirituality of aging, I'm aging, what's so spiritual about that? Isn't this really inviting people to open up to a conversation about possibilities regardless of what age we are? And, you know, there's some people that are 40 and think their life is over. You know, many of us, we're way beyond the 40. We're in our Medicare years. And so we're thinking about, wait a minute, maybe at 40 I did think that. But is the world really at my fingertips? And I'd love for each of you to talk about that. Well, let me, let me just jump right in, because what we're saying is that uh, uh, older age, and I'm talking about beyond midlife, has a vitality and a meaning and a joy of its own that's very different than what midlife is. And so a lot of people get really scared when they start reaching what they intuit to be the end of midlife and older age. And um, so what they try and do is deny aging and just make older age an extension of midlife. And it doesn't always work very well because older age has a different quality of of facing mortality than midlife had. It's more imminent. Um, We lose those people that we loved in many cases. Um, We have physical issues. We have, uh, we, we, our identities are often taken away by illness, as in your case, um, and in, in my case, I was downsized. So, you know, somehow those things that, if, if you try and hold on to them, then old age is, you become a victim of it, and it's a very painful experience. And so what we've looked at is the fact that so many mystical and spiritual traditions talk about embracing the shadow not mm-hmm. denying it, saying, okay, yes, there, you know, so many of us, I'm sure you have listeners that have done yoga and meditated and things like that. And what you're trying to do when you're doing those things is you're trying to, you know, have your ego have a, a lighter hook into you. You know, you're trying to be less identified with your identity and, and um, transcending the materialist um, definition of what success is. And, you know, it's just ironic, and one of the things that Bob and I discovered together is that older age actually has you do those things organically, and if there's some value to that in almost every mystical and spiritual tradition, there must be some value to older age and that being a part of it that um, the rest of society is overlooked. 
Yeah. yeah I, I mean, isn't it fascinating your... that we get to talk about this, right, Bob? I mean, you know, so uh, when you listen now, and this is what I'd like to ask you about, you know, if you listen to the pop culture now and you watch, let's just talk about celebrities for a moment. You know, if we watch a little bit of the celebrities that are starting to become, you know, let's say more seasoned, they are getting older. All of a sudden now you hear people saying, wait a minute, 70 is the new 60, 60 is the new 50, 50 is the new 40, 40 is the new 30, 30 is the new 20. And I'm not even sure where you go after that. But there's this idea (laughs) and energy around it is a number. Why does it have to become my eulogy mm-hmm. it's not uh, there's a book title out there called never say die uh, and i think we keep pushing it back you know 30s the new 20 40s the new 30 um there's a public radio a public television show in boston here called aging backwards and, and i never get it i haven't watched it yet but i'm going to and i keep thinking what is that you know, the interesting thing, something you said earlier, and I, I detect that you have in you that childlikeness that you alluded to about my uh, my writing in the book. And I, I know that from my, my conversations over these many years now with Carol, that there's a childlikeness in her. We both have a bit of impishness and childlikeness, and I think that is the privilege of getting older for me. I don't have to be that straight-laced, rigid, in-roll, uniform person I used to be. Right. Now I can be more freely who I am. I can be more humorous. I can be freer to say what's on my mind. I will ask for something, and I will be prepared to take a no if it comes. There's just a considerable amount of freedom. I would not want to be young again. I wouldn't mind having the younger body at times, because I have experienced a number of gimpy parts as a result of getting older, and I still haven't found a good-used body part store. But uh, <laughs> I certainly, I certainly do... Uh, value the freedom that I have right now in my in my now turning 70 this coming year yeah I love it I love it I, I mean Carol you know this is really I mean this is really where we get to you know have a little party around this because something <laughs> changed for me I too was downsized by the way um in 1991 92 and oh, yeah. you're, you're uh, it literally <laughs> I, you too? Did you did that happen to you yeah. too? Well, I've, I've been downsized multiple times. <laughs> well, you know that what I first. did is I went on to school to study it for eight years. My goodness, mm-hmm. that's therapy. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about with you both is um, a, a number of times throughout the book. I think you referred to this in many many ways. You know, you referred to lessons learned and the dark side and the shadow. Um, and I wanted to get a sense from you. Uh, is it in your, um, in your discovery, is it that as we get older, the way that we determine how we're going to spend the season years of our life, uh, is it in your opinion that that's going to really be determined on how well we come to terms with our past? With our past? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. I think it's definitely related, yes. I think one of the things that happens in older age, and I know it's my experience, is that I have had to learn how to integrate all aspects of my life. That's mm. the privilege of age, is that I have a chance to be integrated now. Uh, you know, it is it is really the, the task of the final stage of life, is, is integration. And integration without despairing. Um, and I think that, you know, it's putting together all the regrets I have and not seeing them just as, oh, my God, you know, I wish that had happened instead, but to look on it and say, well, because that didn't happen, look at where I am now. For example, I made the decision to enter the Jesuits when I was in graduate school, and it was a very good decision. I had some regrets about leaving, but I felt that it was the right decision to leave. It was the right decision to have entered. When I left, I felt it was the right decision to leave, and being happily married now for 35 years and having grown more in the context of my marriage than I might have, in the context even of the Jesuits, uh, both personally, psychologically, and spiritually. My wife has been one of my great spiritual directors, even though we aren't on the same page in many ways, either religiously or spiritually. I, I look at that and I think, God, how could I regret, you know, the leaving at this stage? Because the leaving led to this, which has just helped me to grow so much bigger and, and uh, better 
and uh, to become even more, you know, a human being is who I am. And a little kid Yeah, we, we, we talk about it in terms of um, waking up. See, I, I yeah. stop for a minute because you can spend too much time trying to dwell on and resolve and make peace with the past. I think there is one of the great freedoms of growing older is finally saying, I've done enough introspection, you know, I've done enough um, making amends. What is here for me now? What, where is, what is the, the freedom of, of my life if I can stop apologizing all the time and just say, wow, you know, I, I don't owe much to anybody anymore. I'm, I am free internally as well as externally. And so, you know, that is, that is the opportunity of growing older that younger people don't ever really get to experience while you're, you know, building your careers and having obligations to your family and things like that. So the, the very stuff that makes aging shadow, that brings a shadow on it, is also the key to liberation. But um, it, you can't get stuck. You still have to be in the present moment. Yeah. I, I love that the, what you wrote in the chapter on what is freedom. And you talk about the illusions uh, and what illusions does aging dispel. And I want to talk about this for a minute, if we could. You know, the whole idea of illusion is really fascinating to me. And what I mean by that is, let me give you an example of an illusion. You know, I, I, was, I went to the movie to see the, uh, the, the James Bond movie over the weekend, right? And, uh, and I want to talk with you about this when we come back. I went to the movie, and we were talking about it, and, so, and we were having a little coffee about it afterwards. And somebody said, yeah, and, the, you know, it looks like they're going to do another Bond in, in uh, I can't remember the year, 19. And then they're going to do another one. And somebody in the group says, you know, that saddens me. And I'm like, what is wrong with that? And And her answer was, I may not be alive for that. And it never entered yeah. my mind. When we come back, or talk with, uh, or talk with both uh, Dr. Robert, Dr. Carroll about this illusion. You know, what are some of the illusions we have, and how do we, you know, trap ourselves in our own minds of what I like to call our own minds of darkness? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. A morning filled with dynamic, inspirational music, spirituality, and uplifting messages by T.J. Woodward. Come and connect with community conversations and awaken your senses. Awakened Living Sundays with T.J. Woodward. Join T.J. every Sunday in the San Francisco Bay Area Chapel at Fort Mason and live streaming online 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time. To learn more and access the live stream, visit www.awakenedlivingsf.org. Has asthma or allergies got you singing the raspy blues? Allergy and Asthma Networks is the nation's premier nonprofit patient-centered network of doctors, caregivers, patients, and healthcare professionals who are dedicated to ending death and suffering due to asthma, allergies, and related conditions. Join President and CEO Tanya Winders each month on the Dr. Pat Show to learn more and visit AllergyAsthmaNetwork.org today. Breathe better together with Allergy and Asthma Network. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? 
If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you are ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome back. Before we get back to the spirituality of age, A Seeker's Guide for Growing Older, fabulous book, everybody, really. And I and I have to say to folks, you know, we're just really, we're touching upon a couple of things here. And, and I just want to say to you out there that there's so much more in here. And we're trying to get you the, the nuggets out here to talk about. Uh, and for those of you out there, if you've got a question, give us a shout, 1-800-930-2819. Or you can send us a question through transformationtalkradio.com uh, or the drpatcho.com. There's a place for you to pop your question in there. Um, um, Carol, uh, you know, Robert, can you please, what, so what's the best website? You know, should I send people to spiritualityofage.com? Is that the best place to get the book uh, and it. more? Yep. Perfect. Yeah, please, everybody, go to spiritualityofage.com. The book is out, and you can get it there. You can pretty much get it anywhere. But if you go there, there's a lot of other information that I want you guys to know about. Um, If you get there and you want to sign up for the newsletter, want to subscribe to the blog, you want to stay in touch with how to be better than you were the day before, this is the place to go. Um, Okay, so... I was saying about this movie experience I had and the little chit-chat we had afterwards. And I was sharing during the break. Uh, Okay, we were talking about, in the end, wow, uh, like when the Avengers movie comes out in 2020, are we even going to be able to, and I think, I think Robert, you said, are we even going to be able to get there? And the three of us started to laugh. But a lot mm-hmm. of people don't laugh about the idea of aging. So is that in let me just say this is the idea of aging and having the the fear around it that is kind of not parallel with the title of the book the spirituality of age is it or is it not i don't well, know i think i think carol alluded to the the you know the shadow part yeah the darkness i mean in in uh, you know catholic tradition in, in, in all world religions i think there's a sense of the dark night of the soul and I think there are times when you face aging and, and you are fearful, scared, you are perhaps in dread even. So it's not that you can put that aside, but I think what happens and what I've experienced personally is that as I've been willing to face it, and as the Buddhists say, lean into the spear tip, uh, which I don't particularly want to sometimes, that actually I discover some new things. Like, you know, one of the grand illusions, you've begun saying something about that, that. Yeah. One of the grand illusions that is, is assailed by aging is immortality. You know, gonzo, right? You, you are mortal. And uh, there's, I think when you face your mortality, then you can really grasp what you've got is right now. And you live that to the full. You live that as fully as you can. You're precious and wild life. You live it. And uh, if, if you think you've got forever, you take for granted the moments in between, the footsteps that you just took, the, the birds that are, you know, uh, sunning themselves, the, yeah. uh, the, the beautiful leaves here in, in uh, Boston, you know, as the autumn has uh, set in considerably. We miss those things. And uh, the illusion has to break, has to go. There, the illusions can be good up to a point. Like love is a 
you know, I was going to say that, you know, the flip side, <laughs> Bob and I hate being the, 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 the bearers of the message that you have to accept death and dying. You know, <laughs> I wish I wish that wasn't the, the, our primary message. But what we have discovered, both of us, is that the flip side is if you don't accept death and dying, then you get trapped in this forever young thinking and since your body is aging and since you are losing friends and and you know coming up against ages and the things like that if you think you ought to be forever young and are trying to hold on to that and you're up against this dissonance you um end up either going into denial and there's an awful lot of older people who who um will over drink use drugs um, and there's also another way of being in denial of just feeling like you have to stay young all the time by, you know, starting a new career uh, and um, perhaps, uh, you know, keep busy all the time. And, you know, Bob and I say, could you imagine uh, if you saw an old woman on a bench and she was just sitting there kind of staring out into space, what would you think? You know, would you want to give her a makeover? Uh, would you feel sorry for her? Would you want to call social services? Because what Bob and I have discovered is that by being willing to face mortality and giving ourselves the freedom to not be living up to society's expectations, you can be sitting on that bench, and that that old woman might be having, I'm not saying she is, but I'm saying there's a, there's a chance she's having a transcendent experience beyond anything any of us have ever experienced. Yeah, you know, I have to tell you, here's what I love about this conversation, and I would love to ask both of you to comment on this. Um, I've looked back at some of this, and, and in reading your book, I did a little sanity check in a couple of places here. You asked some really, really powerful questions. And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about, you know, what do you, I think one of the questions is, and I love the way Bob, I love the way you two answer the questions. And I didn't say that about the book. You know, what happens in the book, you get a question like this. What do you especially value about yourself? And then Bob says what he values. And then, uh, and then the same question for Carol. And Carol says that. And this is what I love. And so what happens with this is we get to ask ourselves these questions. You know, who has believed in you even when you did not? I think that the way that you've written these books, uh, this book, and the questions you are asking are so powerful in discovering where we even are around the spiritual of aging and what we even think about in our own lives. Because I'll tell you, Bob and Carol, we do not ask ourselves these questions. We do not ask ourselves these questions. But what is it? in the questions and how we look at them that guide us to what you talk about, the path of freedom. You know, what is it about the, 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 the format of asking these questions that will help us get to that place of acceptance? I, I think what we try to do, Pat, is we try to get to, we, we all have answers, you know, and people come to me as psychologists, but they say, well, you're the expert, tell me. <laughs> and I say, you know, if you're looking for, an, for someone who has all the answers for you, uh, I'm not the person. What I'm good at is asking questions. It's helping, not asking questions, but helping you form your own questions. And I think that's what Carol and I try to do. We grapple with these 25 questions, and we show you, we're trying to be self-disclosing about how we have grappled with them. And it's not over. We haven't finalized our answers. The book is finalized. But the, but the questioning continues to go on for both of us. And who knows where I'll be in a year on some of these issues. I may be you know, more hopeful even than now. I may be less hopeful than now. But I'm going to continue to wrestle with the question because that is what's most important, continue to read the movements in my own inner life and see why I'm sad, why I'm happy, joyful, why I'm forgiving, why I'm not. It, it's an ongoing process to really, in a sense, become more who I am and to have some healing, you know, within myself of all these disparate parts, the good, the bad, the ugly pieces of myself. That's what it's about. Well, yeah, there is a question I want to ask both of you and if we okay. could talk about it. And it's a question in the book. It's question 25. And uh, it, the question really for all of us is, how, and it's in the book, folks, if you're just tuning in, um, how can spiritual maturity equip us to face our unknowns? I love this question. I love this question, and it is a question that we do not contemplate 
And I would love for, for, for you both to share uh, what you said about this. You know, how can spiritual maturity equip us to face our unknowns? Because there are un- unknowns all along the way. And Carol, you and I talked about this before. I had no idea after 24 and a half years of working for the same company that I would end up on the end of a downsizing uh, event. That is an unknown. So how does spirituality equip us or not? Uh, well, you know, I mean, the good thing is is that we have dress rehearsals. So getting downsized, <laughs> <laughs> getting ill, getting divorced, those <laughs> <laughs> those those things that happen to people as we're going through, you know, youth and midlife that we think are such tragedies, um, you know, and, and we uh, have to struggle to overcome those kinds of things. Are, those people actually have a better time with older age. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I was going to, if I, if I look at the whole of my life, if there was one point in my life where I would like to have my spirit be soaring, it would be at the end. Right? I mean, wouldn't you like that to have to look forward to? And um, every time we understand that we are not in control, we're not calling the shots, and we have to dig deeper to find out what we really believe. Do Is there a higher power? Do we believe in God? Are we alone? Um, have, if, if we get sick, does that mean we've failed? All those kinds of questions that don't really get talked about on a daily basis. Um, we've brought forward in this book and um, are just really excited to hear from people like you and and our readers that it, it engenders conversation on a deeper level and, and also takes grappling with older age out of the secret recesses of, you know, I have failed, it's me alone. I've done something wrong because I've gotten older. <laughs> You know, um, we're saying, oh, my God, there's this whole consciousness movement. We call it conscious aging. And there's a whole generation of people of which we are uh, part of, and you are too, obviously. There's a bunch of us that are getting old at the same time, and, and we're doing it from this um, almost out of a curiosity and a sense of adventure and um, the, the desire to, uh, to see it through fresh eyes. And I mean, that's the excitement about my relationship with Bob, and and then now we're talking to you and and at our website and, and various when we give retreats and things. Um, there's just a lot of us that are waking up at the same time. We are waking up, and you know, I wanted to uh, uh, talk with you about this when we come back, and that is this idea that uh, you know, as we as we do age. You know, there is or could be a correlation between aging and inspiration. And, you know, what is it about the way we think about ourselves aging that would either uh, empower us to be inspired and perhaps take an inspired action or not? You know, what is that that happens sometimes? Um, I don't know if you, you I'm, I'm sure you've heard this more times than not, and I've seen people experience this. They work a job most of their lives, they retire, and within a year they're gone. And what is it about the way we make transitions in life that will either open the door to finishing this off inspired or not? Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. The Spirituality of Age. Yeah, Dr. Robert Weber, Dr. Carol Orsborn, we'll be right back. We go hide away in daylight. We go undercover, wait up the sun. Got a secret side in plain sight. With the streets are empty, that's where we run. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Pat. Have you ever noticed that this reality doesn't actually work in a way that helps you thrive? I'm thrilled to announce that one of my good friends and colleagues, Dr. Glenna Rice, is bringing the incredible world of Access Consciousness to Seattle this December. You can register and learn more for the course that's coming up on December 4th by visiting drglennaevents.com. And when you're there, you're also going to find another event coming up in January that Gary Douglas is doing himself. So register now and wonder no more. 
Awaken to your radiant, authentic self. For over 15 years, Soul Purpose Advocate Nancy Monson has been focused on leading change in the lives of those looking to live their true purpose. She is devoted to supporting people in living a soul-directed life every day. Let Nancy help you overcome fear, worry, and doubt. Visit EverydaySpirituality.com to learn how Nancy can be your Soul Purpose Advocate. A shift is happening. Join Lynn Brown, host of Get Into It, for a workshop that will open you up to your full potential. Sunday, November 22nd, 1 to 3 p.m. at the Maya Whole Health Center in Renton. Lynn will show you how to see and feel auras, try out your own intuitive abilities, and participate in deep healing meditation to create ease during this time. To learn more and register, email lynn at ruintuit.com. That's letter R, letter U, intuit.com. We Carry the Light with host Dr. Susan Allison is the show that inspires you to find the light within and shine your light in the world. You'll hear from guests who model how to be the highest, brightest, most evolved, fulfilled, and conscious humans possible. Tune in each Thursday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and let Dr. Susan help you discover that you carry the unique light that only you can shine. How confident do you feel about your retirement? Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get to the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor, today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800 in Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC. Let the transition begin. Tune in to the hit show, Majestic Insights Radio, Success for Life's Transitions, with host Carrie Keith. Carrie is a gifted intuitive coach, healer, and teacher who will lead you through her empowering techniques of ancient wisdom and awareness so you can live your happiest, healthiest, and most vibrant life. Let Carrie teach you the tools of transformation that will help you experience success for all of life's transitions. To learn more about Carrie, visit www.majesticinsights.com. It's so great to have you here. It's so great to have Robert and Carol joining me here today. And the book is fabulous, The Spirituality of Aging. The questions are really thought-provoking. I mean, you know, it's the question that I mentioned before we went to break, and we're going to chat about it for a little bit here. Um, but there are many, many questions. And thank you both for joining me here today. And I just want to tell everybody, if you want to find out more about The Spirituality of Age, then go to the spiritualityofage.com. Uh, and this is the book titled The Spirituality of Age, A Seeker's Guide to Growing Older. Uh, and there's lots of information here. Certainly, you can get a copy of the book. You can sign up for the blog and whatever else they're doing. Hey, thank you both. So it's question 25, right? So like how yep. can spiritual maturity equip us to face our unknowns? Okay. This is a really interesting question. Because I think that, you know, people can go in a couple of different ways on this. And then there's a quote under this, Carol, under your answer. And it says, pain can make a whole winter bright, like fever force us to live deep and hard. It says, pain can make a whole winter bright, like fever, force us to live deep and hard. And I, man, I'll tell you, I've read that thing like a million times. I read that, and it's Mace Sarton whose quote that is, and I read that over and over and over again. And then you go on to tell your story as part of it. So I'd like to hear from, from, from each of you about this interesting question. Fascinating question, isn't it? And, and by the way, 
out of out of what I could gather from this, it's it's actually for you, Carol. Now this is just me. I think it has one of your longest answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, question, it, it was it was the last question in the book, and I just wanted to blurt out everything else you know that I I have yep. to say. Um, I went into aging kicking and screaming and surprised myself because I I consider myself to be a spiritual person and have done a lot of personal growth work and transformative work over the years. Um, And um, like you, I faced a serious illness. In in my case, it was breast cancer um, when I was, uh, I guess it was almost uh, 18 or 19 years ago. So um, I had to ask myself the question, when I, at that point in my life, I thought I had made peace with death and dying. And yet here when I um, turned for in my case, I turned 63, and some things happened, the downsizing, and, and some uh, rudeness on the behalf of young people who, who considered me invisible, things like that, yeah. um, where, where I got upset all over again on an even deeper level. And I had to think, what was the difference? And I realized that when you have a serious illness, you can pray for recovery, you know, and I did. And uh, I hoped and I prayed that that I would heal and... and um, be able to kick the cancer, and I did. Um, but when I turned 63, all of a sudden I realized I can pray all I want. <laughs> you know, I, I am not going to cure myself of aging. You know, <laughs> um, or if I did, I'd be the very first one in history. And I think um, that's the moment you keep talking about spiritual maturity. Somebody once said the best definition of when you know that you're a grown up is when you realize that mortality is really, really real. And that it does deepen your understanding and your questions. And um, uh, I, I would say that Bob and I are seekers, but we're also finders. Because I mentioned I, I went kicking and screaming into this dark, dark passage. And the one thing I'd like to say from this whole conversation that I don't think has been talked about enough, which is that um, there is a, pen, a, a transition. There is a passage between the height of, of midlife, the height of their careers, you know, having, having children in the house, all that stuff. There is a transition between that and older age when those things are not functioning in the same way that they used to for you. And if you are not afraid of that passage, if you go into it willing to find out what is the um, what's the meat here, you know, is there a gift or or deeper meaning? Is there something here? And it takes time and it takes patience because each one of these questions, we didn't have immediate answers. You know, we didn't really know what the meaning of our old age was going to be. We didn't know how we were going to relate to our lives and and each other and, and the world. Um, it, it, it's been a process. Even writing the book was three or four years. So um, it's not something you snap your fingers and suddenly, oh, I'm so happy to be old. It's not like that. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's really, I'm glad you brought that up because it isn't like a light switch. No. Okay. And and though our society and our pop culture, if you ever watch, you know, any of the commercials on TV, right? You know, it's like, oh, my goodness, now I'm old. I'm going to need this, that, the other drug, this, that mm-hmm. for, you know, uh, in order to have great sex. I'm going to need this, that. It's like, wait a minute. I was then and now I'm now. And it is like a light switch. But I'm so glad you pointed out that, you know, there is this transition. Bob, I wanted to ask you about this same question mm-hmm. and what transition looked like for you. Well, the light switch image is interesting because I would say it is somewhat like a light switch, but not the standard, you know, flip on, flip off. More like it's a, a dimmer. <laughs> it's exactly. You know, you start off. You start off in the dark. You know, when you when you're looking at age, I think you, you know it's like dark in here, and then little by little, kind of like when I had my cataract surgery. You know, I thought, oh God, you know, I'm old now. That's what that's what only old people have cataract surgery. And then what I discovered was I could see things I had never seen so well ever before, though I had 20-20 vision in my life. And I could see colors that I could never imagine were so bright and intense as they actually are. Because despite my good eyes as a youngster, it didn't have what the cataract surgery did. And I think that the spiritual maturity is like having a good cataract surgery. All of a sudden, you can see you can see what's going on much more clearly. I think in my answer to that question about um, you know, spiritual maturity, I spoke about 
charismatic. I said, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be a charismatic. I wanted people to say, hey, that Bob Berber, he's a great athlete, or he's a great scholar, or he's a great friend, or he's this or that, all the wonderful gifts. And now what I realize is that at this age, I, I desire more to be what I call a prismatic. You know, I've lived this life you know, and it's matured like a good wine. You know, you pick up a good wine, you sniff it, you look at it, you taste it, you feel the taste, you feel the texture, and then you clink your glasses to celebrate the moment so you get all five senses in. But I think what's happened is now I think the life I've lived comes through me and I refract it as a spectrum. So my spectrum is very much the same as everyone else's in terms of, you know, the color ranges from ultraviolet to infrared. But mine is unique, and yours, Pat, and yours, Carol, is unique as well. And that's what I want to radiate to the world. I want people to look at the way I'm living, seeing the life I've lived and its, its integration coming through me as the light as being sort of life and then refracted and giving people some perspective, courage, hope, uh, challenge, whatever it is. That's, to me, what spiritual maturity does. It's not out there, you know, banging people over the head, but it's just saying, Here, here's, here's me. Here's my, here's the, here's my life. In, in, you know, not in summary, but in ongoing summarization. And may you learn something from it. That's what our, what our hope is for this book, is that people will look at us and say, oh, I've got questions too, and there's still more to learn. Well, I have to thank both of you for today, and I know that you are very busy in talking about the book. I want to thank you for spending this time with us today. I want to thank you for the work that you do. I want to thank you for the questions that you've now given all of us to ponder, and it is an amazing book. You know, it's one of these books that I'm going to read over and over and over again, because I will tell you, the honest truth for me is some of these questions are a little bit daunting, and make me a little bit afraid. Thank you both for joining me here today. What an honor. Thanks, Pat. Thank you, Pat. All right. For everybody out there, spiritualityofage.com is the website. The book is fabulous. It is a fabulous gift for you. It's a fabulous gift for you to share with your partner and loved ones. And it is an amazing door opener to explore your own spirituality as many of us take that journey that dimmer switch light switch on to a brighter future of aging we'll take a short break we'll be right back <laughs> 